Thanks. Um, those who don't know me, my name is Orchid. Um, I'm married to a beautiful wife. When we first started dating each other or courting each other, we spoke in English in the beginning. Then we realized we actually were all two Afrikaans. <laughs> so that was kind of an eye-opener. So, yeah. so I'm Afrikaans-speaking, so if my grammar is not that good, forgive me, just hang on with it. My community normally translates for me. To Afrikaans, English, English, Afrikaans, I'm just looking at Stefani Martins, they're Afrikaans translators there. And sometimes there's words, I'm like, and they say, no, this is how I pronounce this word. So yeah, it's just lack of being part of a family. It's just being growing, and this two weeks, few weeks ago, when Benny, was it Benny phoned me and asked to preach today, I'm like, okay, I've got some word. And then as it went on, I saw chat and Andrew chatted online. I'm like, okay, Lord, they're stealing my sermon. Yeah, they must stop now this game. And last week, Chad came and he preached. And like, that's my sermon. You need to stop now. So the Sunday came to me and said, are you ready? Because he actually stole my preach. So I don't know what to do. And, but yeah, I've got a few scriptures I'm going to read to you. I know it's hot and everybody's looking at the weather outside and ready to go into the beach. But I want to share today, um, almost I call it, Love version 2.0, 2.1. Chad spoke last week about love. And there's some scriptures that I want to share you today with. And you're welcome to open up your Bibles in Acts 1 and Luke 1. We're going to start with, with the first entry about it. And the Bible comes to us and we teach us in Luke, we find, Luke came and he wrote two big scriptures. And that's one of us, the book of Luke and the book of Acts. And normally we would think that, and um, Paul wrote the biggest part of the New Testament, but which is actually wrong. Luke wrote word by word the biggest part of the New Testament. If you go count the books, Paul beats it. Paul wrote more books, but Luke wrote word by word. And if you go the book of Luke and you're going to go to Acts, he counted word by word, Luke wrote more. So then Luke came and he wrote, and he started off with and Luke 1 verse 3. I think we've got it there for. So therefore, since I myself carefully investigate everything from the beginning, it seems good and also to me to write an orderly account for you, most excellent. And he's got this big guy's name, Theophilus. Theophilus. There he goes. Theophilus. He wrote to Theophilus and he comes again in Acts 1. Says therefore, in my, my former book, former book talk about, book of Luke. They say in our former book, Theophilus, I wrote about that, all that Jesus began to do and to teach you, to teach until the day that he was taken up unto heaven, and it goes on. And it's interesting that somebody, a lot of, that's all we've found in the scripture about this person, Theophilus. We don't know who he is, the Bible doesn't talk a lot about him. Some things say maybe he was Paul's lawyer, that's why well, there's so much detail in the scriptures about what went on about Jesus' life. But this guy came, and Paul came, or Luke came, and he wrote to him about it. And it's, his name, if you're going to do a bit of research, his name means the one who loves God. He that loves God. This is literally what his name means. And it's that Luke comes, listen, for the one who loves God, I'm going to give you all this info. And we as people so many times try to understand and figure out what is love. If I'm going to ask today, what is love? And this, we joked this week when we were cycling this song that says, What is love? Don't hurt me. What's that song, guys? 
I look at Quentin, Quentin normally does a song singing thing. But we, we try to figure out what is love, how is love works. And this guy, Theophilus' name means the one who loves God. And see, a lot of times when we hear about love, love becomes this idea of how we experience love. Maybe you experience love from a youngster as just, as just there. Maybe love is this awesome, amazing moment in your life. Or maybe love is just like going to pick and pay just another day. But if I go to every person here today and say, what does love mean to you? What is this true meaning of love? Everybody will give me a different version. Everybody will say, listen, okay, this is act lift out far. This is how I experience love. And it's because our mindset a lot of times, our mindset on how we experience love outside determines how we can experience a love towards God and we experience a love from God and that, because that's our block. That's our way of thinking. But Jesus comes, and we're going to go through the scriptures a bit, and Jesus comes and says, but I've got a little bit of different idea of what love is. Um, John 21. We read the following scriptures. There was a story in the Bible when John came, Jesus came to Simon Peter. And verse 3, that was quite nice when I read this this week. And after Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias and revealed himself in this way, Simon Peter and Thomas called the twin Nathaniel of Canaan and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee and the two others of the disciples were together. And Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. And they said to him, we'll go with you. And I, when I read this this week, I like, if this was different, every other person, sorry ladies, if this was ladies, they will first say, no, we need to clean our house first, or now we need to feed the children first. These guys said, go some fun first. There was no argument, there was no team meetings, there was no a vote going up and say, no, I think we need to vote on this first, guys. One guy said, let's go, and another said, let's go. Because how fun first. And that's a typical way of men sometimes. Because do not it. Because let's go for it. And the Bible goes on, the story goes further on, verse 15. When Jesus was there, he saw when they finished breakfast. And after that story goes that they were fishing, and Jesus called them, and they went out and they had breakfast, which is by lacquer, and then they started talking. And Jesus came and he said the following form Some of Peter, some of John, do you love me? More than these. And it's interesting that those, if we read the scriptures, we go a bit deeper, and most of you guys know it, the word love in the Greek version, there's two, three versions of it. The first one is the three words of love. Phileo, which means friendship love, brotherly love. Other word we found is eros, which is more physical between... Um, I'll pick my words. Children is out. Like, like, like couples. There we go. They've got Eros love. You know? and, and, the, and the last one is Agape love, which is a God kind of love, a godly love. So here it comes. So Simon Peter, Jesus asked him, Do you love me? And I say, and his reply to him was, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And it comes again. He said to him, feed my, my lambs. Verse 16. He said to him, for a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, tend to my sheep. 
1 verse 1. Verse 17, he said to him for a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved by what he said to him the third time. Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Here's the thing. I'm looking at my community. I've just spoken to them last year about this. The first two times when Jesus asked Simon Peter, do you love me? They used the word agape. He asked him, Simon Peter, do you love me in a godly way? And his reply was every time, yes, I love you in a phileo way, in a friendship love. So first two times, Jesus asked him, do you love me in a godly way? And he says, I love you in a friendship way. And the third time, when Jesus asked him, Simon Peter, do you love me? He went one level down. He said, Simon Peter, do you love me as a friend? And his reply was in tears, yes, Jesus, I love you as a friend. Let's see that we as people, we as men, we try to understand or try to figure out what's God's love. And a lot of times God says, but I want you not just to love me in a friendship way. I want you to love me in a godly way. And then his reply is always, but Jesus, I love you in a friendship way. And for two times, he asked him the same question. Do you love me? Do you love me in an agape way? And his reply is, every time, I love you in a friendship way. But a third time, nobody knows about it. I've spoken to our lead or one of our professional Bible translators here, Benny. He's not here today. I even spoke to him. And he's, I said to him, Benny, why? What do you think? And he said, there's no, there's no clear-cut answer to it. But a third time, he said to him, do you love me in a filet way? Just, just love me. And a lot of times, Jesus just wants us just to love him. But Jesus, I've got so many mistakes. I've got so many problems. And a lot of times we come to church on a Sunday and we're like, you work, Papa. The band was quiet geweest. Ons het gesing. The preach was amazing. It was, was good. And Monday morning, not even Monday morning, 10 minutes later, you're standing at the cafe and you made a mistake. You're like, oh, vet weet. And I miss it now. You're like, I'm, I'm here to, to love God. I'm here to do the will of God. I'm here to serve God. I'm here. And you've come the ne- in the next day like, yeah, I missed it. I can't milk forget. I'm here, to, I'm here to love my wife. I want to do the best for my wife. I want to help my wife. Now forget you the suiker that you must have bought. You come to the house and say, you're not going you're like, oh, come on. And I need to do the right stuff for you. Make sure the dog is fed. Make sure the dog stuff is put, picked up on the ground, you know. And you're like, I just want to love my wife. I just want to love my family. And that's the same thing that happens with us as Christians. We come into a relationship with God, and Jesus says, hey, I want you to love me in a godly way. And we battle that. And we even sometimes battle to love God in a friendship way. But Jesus, I want to do the right thing. And we come and we made a mistake. And a lot of times, we skip community. A lot of times, we stop reading a Bible because we feel guilty. We feel guilty like, yeah, I get the Heere dikstikke gedrop. I made this mistake, and I, I, I try to do the right thing. I'm not getting it, and I'm not doing the right thing. And I, I'm, then I find my, lead, my community, so I find my friends and say, listen, you need to pray with me. I'm going through this battle. Yes, Owens, I credit it directly. And all Jesus says, just love me. I don't have kids. 
I've got a poodle. My wife says it's my poodle. It's actually Pekingese. She calls it my poodle. Maximus drives me sometimes nuts. That's my vision of love. Um, I need kinders. I saw better first time. Who met Tanya Drikan, Tin Kinders, Tin after the Yelly? You've got like a whole zoo. You've got like you've got a whole crowd of it. So you've got a different idea of love. But but see, your your kids, your sometimes just drive you nuts. Just you ask her to do this and to do something else. You tell I tell my dog to do this, my dog doesn't do it. But you know it. I cannot stay as bold by my. It's still my idea. It's still love. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus said, but hey, I just want you to love me. I just want you to spend time in my presence. I just want you to open up a Bible and say, Lord, here I am. No matter how many mistakes you make, no matter how many times you feel like, I'm this mislicking, I'm not getting it right, I'm not getting, just love God. Just fall in love with Jesus every day. 1 John 4 says the following, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born from God and knows God. Whoever loves has been born from God and knows God. Anyone does not know, or anyone does not love, does not know God. Because God is love. And here comes a nice thing. Here comes, this morning, this, I had this revelation, I had to go and Google some words. So you must just hang in with me here. In, in this is love of God was manifested, manifest and made among us that God sent His only Son to the world so that we might live through Him. Go one verse on the So in this, I'm going to read it again. In this, the love of God was manifest among us that God sent His only Son in the world so that we may live through Him. There's an English, other words that used in English version. I think ESV says it, propitiation. You comment now. You may not eat help. I've Googled it. There's a word that says propitiation. I'm pronouncing it right. Propitiation. That word. Yeah. So that means literally, it's an action that means to the root. You read it. Propitiation. Almost there. It's an action meant to regain someone's favor or make up for something you did wrong. So Jesus Christ came to the earth to pay the price for our sins. Jesus Christ came and said, hey, you're in trouble with God the Father, but I, Jesus Christ the Son, will come to the earth and make this what is wrong right for you. And the word says here, please, say that God sent His only Son, God sent His only Son to the world so that we might live through Him. And this is love for me. The Word of God says that Jesus came to the earth so that we can live a life of fullness, so that our sins can be forgiven. And this is what love, love comes and says, hey, no matter what your situation, no matter what you're going through, I'm going to be with you. And so many times we just, the enemy holds us so fast and we forget the scripture says, for this is God's love that he brought his son, Jesus Christ, to earth to die for our sins. And you're not made to live week in and a week out with the same idea you're a sinner. You're not live week in and a week out with the idea that you're the bad person. The enemy wants to tell you about it. 
The enemy wants to tell you you're not good enough. The enemy wants to tell you, but hey, God's love is not meant for you. You're not kind of special. You are special. You are special because Jesus Christ paid that price. He used that big word, appropriation, to come and stand in the gap and say, I'm going to pay the price, make good for whatever wrong you've made. So Jesus Christ's love, God's love, can literally fill you and love you and say, hey, no many times you've done wrong. No many times you've made mistakes. I will love you no matter what. Amen. Romans 8. I grew up with this in my hand. And the young people will probably don't know what this is. The old people will smile. They know what this is. This is That's it. I hear you. <laughs> the young people... Before the days of EFT, before the days of instant EFT, um, before the days of cell phones, I think when I had this in my hand, I had one of these stuff when I was a student 30 years ago. Every holiday, after every, every holiday, my dad used to come to me and say, Orchid, you're going away now to study. Here's that. Anytime when you're in trouble, I'm going to give you a check, Blakey. This was big, guy. Eh? He gave me a check black with his, his signature on. I said, a blank check. <laughs> and even I, my dad, I was smiling. <laughs> ching, ching. Um, never, but he gave me a blank check. He said, if you're in trouble, I want you to use it. That's so what do you mean. I'd like a book like this, my study book. He said, keep it safe. If you lose it, phone me. But I'm going to sign it. No dates, nothing on it, nada. No amount, nada. You can use it when you're in trouble. Guess what? I've used it a few times. My four years of studies, I did use it a few times. But the amazing thing is, that piece of paper from Foxcars those years, those remember Foxcars? I had a Foxcars one. So the Foxcars paper didn't make sense for me. Nothing on this piece of paper was okay. The only thing that counted for me was a signature that says Okert Matthijs Taylor, and I had a signature on it. And every time I found that the car broke or that there was an accident, which happened once or twice, um, that something happened. My dad so says, you, the first question you ask, get you my check. I said, I'll park at your check. He said, right, for my bedrag. And I had to go and give explanation, but he... But, you know, I never worried what was going on Fox guys in George. I never found Fox guys in George. Hey, my name is Ogre Taylor. I just want to check. Does Ogre Taylor Sr. got money with you? I never done it. But you know what? I know the person who gave me that check. It was my dad. And he said, go. Gooi om. I said, if you cover, there's a rag. And Romans comes the same. Where's my scriptures? Here we go. Romans, and if the spirit of him who raised, you, who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers, we have the obligation, but, not, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die, but if by the Spirit you, you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Next one. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. See, we sometimes led by 
Facebook. We're sometimes led by what the newspaper says. The Word of God says, those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again of fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are children, God's children. You are a child of God. And what is love? Jesus Christ came to the earth to die for my sins. Jesus said, I'm going to send you my Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit testified with my spirit that who am I? Yes, I'm Oka Taylor, but I'm a child of God. And sometimes you need to look in the mirror 10 times a day and say, I'm a child of God. God has got a plan for my love. What is love? Love means a person that died on the cross, a God, Jesus, to pay the price for us, to pay the price for your sins and say, hey, you're forgiven. I want you to live in that victory. The moment you walk out of this building, the moment you stand up in the morning, the moment you wake up in the morning, you're there for a purpose. God created you for a purpose. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God. You had a check blank, you would see. You had a check that says, you're a child of God. You're special. And sometimes we forget to use that check blank because we feel guilty. And I want to tell you this morning, stop feeling guilty if you make mistakes. Stop feeling guilty if you don't read your Bible 10 times a day. Stop feeling guilty if you made a mistake or said the wrong words. God wants you to accept that you are a child of God. We're missing it a lot of times. 1 John, of John 1 verse 12 says, those who received him, the opposite, 1 John 1, yet that all who received him, those who believed in his name, give him the right to become children of God. You've got the right. This morning, if you said, Jesus Christ, here I am. You're not just only called a child of God. You get the right to be a child of God. I don't just get called Ocker Taylor for nothing. There's a guy down the road who's almost 80 years old. His name is Ocker Taylor. I'm a right to be his child. Because I'm born, I'm part of his flesh. Jesus Christ came to the earth to pay it for your sin. They say, I love you so much. You're so special to me. I'm not going to call you mine. You've got the right to be called a child of God. And let nobody, no enemy, nobody on the street, nobody at work, nobody else call you something else than a child of God. That you're right. And sometimes, a lot of times, we're like kind of drifting. We're kind of missing it. Because we forgot who we are. For God so loved this world. Jesus Christ gave you. And what is love? Love is this. Jesus. Who paid the price. So that you can be called the son of God. I want a band to come up to the front please. God wants you. Not to live a life of a phileo life. God doesn't want you to live a life of agape. He wants you to live a life of agape love. 
God don't want you to live a 15% or a 10% or a 20 or 30%. If I can just make it till tomorrow, I'm okay. God wants you to live in a life of fullness of His godly love. And He loves you so much that He calls you His child. And all you have to do is say, Jesus, here I am. My, this is who I am. My mistakes, the stuff I do wrong. Sometimes I don't say the right words. Sometimes I drink a hooter to feel, but it stops it out. Does anyone feel my stop? Or reacted if somebody drinks a hooter like myself. Don't press the hooter for me, please. But the word of God says that you're special for God. And He cares for you. And His love says, wherever you are, whatever you've, whatever you've achieved in life, I love you no matter what. I want you to receive the Spirit of God. Allow God's Spirit to guide you to live a life of a godly fullness, an agape love. Lord, I want you to love me. I want you, godly love to form my life. But Lord, I just want, don't want to just love you as a friend. I want to grow up and grow up in the Spirit to love you in a godly way that God designed us to be. You can go and read 1 Corinthians 13. It talks about love. But God's got a plan this year for your life. God's, I believe that God's got this plan for you to go, just go to the next level. Just say, but I'm going to make it. I'm not going to make it on a, just barely, but live a godly life. 